A special coverage of the ongoing African Cup of Nations all the way from Yahunde in Cameroon. We started with our coverage of the 33rd African Cup of Nations that took place and started on the 9th of January until today, the 6th of february 2022 in the year of our lord it's the convocation of africa's finest talents it's been a beautiful display of culture a kaleidoscope of colors and flair the african cup of nations is a true celebration of africa and who we are as a people it is the convocation of Africa's creme de la creme and the last 28 days was no better time to celebrate the continent's finest all the way in six venues five cities 24 teams 100 goals 52 matches one winner and that winner is the Lions of Talanga all the way from senegal yes the maiden winners of the african cup of nations their first ever trophy after two unsuccessful attempts in 2002 and in 2019 what a beautiful moment it has been covering the african cup of nations and tonight we come into you all the way from Limbe. And with me in the studios 
is our African football expert, Mr. Justin Akowa, who's been with us throughout our coverage of the African Cup of Nations. Host Nation Cameroon won the bronze medal. Yes, and I'll be giving you a bit more about the tournament itself, the records and all. But first of all, let me take a quick reaction from Mr. Justin Akua. Mr. Justin, good evening and welcome. Good evening, Philip. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing exceptionally well. Yourself? I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad. Thanks for asking. Today, Sergio Mane, Mo Salah, Liverpool teammates. Teammates, but rivals on the night. And one winner. And definitely, it had to be Sergio Mane. Your initial reactions? Well, as I, as I said um, in, in a few episodes ago, or the last episode, this, this was probably the best opportunity for the Senegalese to win because this is the first time they've gone into a final where they are favourites over the Egyptians um, this year because, because of the crop of players they have and because um, the Egyptians look more like a one-man team. And um, I, I, I believe that throughout the tournament, as, as the tournament went on, the team that deserved to win is, is the team that has won tonight in rather surprising circumstances. But then I am really happy the Senegalese have been able to lift their first AFCON trophy. Definitely. The team that deserved to win the AFCON have definitely won it. And Mr. Kowa will be coming back to you shortly. Let me give our listeners a bit of trivia information and all the details they need to know on their most educative, informative an exciting sports show on the calling platform. Do you know it's been three nine hundred and thirty days after Senegal reached the 2019 Afghan finals in Egypt? Yes, and you know Egypt holds the record for the most African Cup of Nations trophies, most appearances, most win, and the more and the team to have been on the podium the most. The indomitable Lions of Cameroon yesterday joined an exclusive list of five countries to have finished on the podium at more than 10 African Cup of Nations. Egypt holds the record for 16, followed by Nigeria, who holds the record for 15. Ghana holds the record for 14. Cote d'Ivoire, 10. And Cameroon, 10. And today, the Taranga Lions of Senegal are the 15th country to win the African Cup of Nations. And they are the first ever AFCON trophy is today after failing twice in Mali 2002 and in Egypt 2019. And you know, Team Senegal's coach, Aliou Sisse, captain Senegal to win their first ever AFCON to qualify to their first ever AFCON finals in Mali 2002. And they lost to Cameroon. Do you know Aliou Sisse led Senegal to the 2002 World Cup in Japan and Korea. And they were the second African side to have reached the quarterfinals. They beat France in the opening game. And France were the defending world champions at the time in 2002. He was the captain of that Senegalese side. He is also the coach that led Senegal to their second AFCON final in 2019 when they lost to Algeria and today his new record is coach Senegal to win their first ever African Cup of Nations title. Do you know Eduardo Mendy in the last 12 months has won the UEFA Champions League, UEFA Super Cup, FIFA Men's Best Goalkeeper, African Cup of Nations Best Goalkeeper and he's just won the African Cup of Nations with Senegal. Indeed, he's a serial winner and a top Shot stopper. Do you know Sergio Mane is the first Senegalese to win the Premier League? He's the first Senegalese to win the UEFA Champions League and today scored the winning penalty as Senegal won their first African Cup of Nations trophy. Definitely, it is and it has been a beautiful coverage of the African Cup of Nations. Do you know 
Cameroon last hosted the African Cup of Nations in 1972 when the tournament had 12 teams and Cameroon hosted the tournament with two cities, Douala and Yaoundé. Before we come back to our studio guest, yesterday something extraordinary happened in Yaoundé. Burkina Faso in the third and fourth place playoff game took a commanding 3-0 lead and they bottled that lead in less than 20 minutes with tournament's top scorer Vincent Abubakar inspiring Cameroon to come back from 3-0 down to finish the game 3-3 at regulation time and go on to win on penalties. Let's take excerpts of that moment when Cameroon won bronze. The fresh air is more than the host nation uh, because the fans will be expecting something out of this particular game. Onama then is in goal. Uh, you, you gentlemen speak about the pressure being on the host nation. And he goes. Kina Faso building once more. Great ball inside! Oh, the first goal goes in! Who has started all seven games in the campaign. Timing his run beautifully at the back post. He's got Nyong'o in front of him and tries to go for the bite line. And he got there. Now he's in a corner. Oh, I don't think that went out. Oh, my word. I do not think that has gone out. I think that's a brilliant piece of play by the Burkina Faso man. I'm amazed he can hear anything that's going on in the lorry. And we are going to look. And it is a goal. Looking to make sure they stay down, but... Uh, Successful pass unable to be made by Abdul Tabzoba. Bertrand Traore though. Great ball in! And it is 3-0! Lovely ball from the captain, Traore. Nobody marking him though. Had to bend for it. Cushioned it beautifully. Corner kick. And it's finally in! In his first start and third appearance. A bit of a mess inside the Burkina Faso box for once. The problem here for Bertrand Traore, he's already strapped up. Ball comes in, and there is the goal. The goalkeeper lost it that time. With his first touch of the game. Long ball forward. Farid Rodrago has gone up, and the ball has been put in the back of the net. No foul. Vincent Abubakar was just there to pick up the pieces. And the referee blows for the end of the game. A simply astonishing... 98 minutes or so of football when Cameroon will ask the champions. It all comes down to this. It's the captain. And Yongo! And he's won it! Cameroon win the match and finish third at their home Africa Cup of Nations. What a comeback by the indomitable Lions! Yes, what a comeback by the indomitable Lions of Cameroon. And to finish as Ted and at least some form of consolation for their people. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of that game between Burkina Faso and Cameroon yesterday? Well, I don't I don't really think it comes as a consolation. I think the excitement from that game comes from the comeback that they made um to win the game. And I think yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, you could clearly see that Concesao tried to um, rotate. And even even um, as part of reports, I don't know if you heard, but um, Bahoken, the first goal scorer, the one who scored the first goal for Cameroon, wasn't supposed to start this game. It was supposed to be Eric Maxim Chupomoting. So I think for Chupomoting, um, he he said he, he couldn't play because he felt psychologically unwell um, as to why he, he wasn't part of the five subs in the semi-final but him rather trying to play or him for him to start the third place game wasn't a good wasn't wasn't a very good thing for him and he, he felt like he couldn't trust the coach so then I mean all these problems led to um, the availability of Vincent um, Abubakar who had to come in to do his thing in the second half and I mean um, apart from Apart from that, yeah, um, Cameroon won a penalty shootout. Um, there was 
there was a very there was a very great great start from the Burkina base um Man City youth player um Isa Isa Kabori the right back for Burkina Faso played very well so then you can tell that the game had a lot of um, nice stories which made a third place game which is usually not so um, vibrant made it quite vibrant and very very entertaining so I believe it's the manner in which the Cameroonians won would be a consolation but I don't think the third place um, trophy itself or the bronze itself would be something the Cameroonians would be happy of. Yes in the manner in which they won it is something that is exciting and I couldn't agree more with you and one player who was exciting in the tournament is Vicent Abubakar. For the first time in 48 years, yes, you heard it right, 48 years, we've had some player score eight goals to equal Laurent Poku's record from Ivory Coast in 1974 when he set that record to have scored eight goals at a single AFCON. Mr. Akowa, what is your reaction? Well, I believe that it was it was it's a it's it's a good feat from Vincent Abubakar to do it in the in the nicest way possible. And his 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 last two goals to also came in a very vital or crucial point at which they needed they needed to force the Burkina base into penalty. So I believe that it's it, it's it, it's a great feat but um most likely I don't know let's give it ten years or another two or three Afghan editions because I think most likely if any strong nation should get this kind of qualifying rounds they will also they would have a striker that would be that also be able to do similar to him. But congratulations to Vansa Abubakar for his 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 gold his golden boots. Definitely. And let me give our audience a bit of details about the African Cup of Nations top scorers at a single tournament. Mulamba India, then playing for Zaire Republic, now the Congo Democratic Republic of Congo, in 1974, scored nine goals. Laurent Poku from Ivory Coast in 1970 scored eight goals. And the latest record is Vincent Abubakar from Cameroon, who today was awarded the top scorer for the 33rd edition of the African Cup of Nations, scored eight goals as well. Hossam Hassan of Egypt at the 1998 African Cup of Nations scored seven goals. And Benny Makati, Porto legend, he won the Champions League with Jose Mourinho's Porto. The season, Jose Mourinho won the Champions League with Porto. He was the lead striker and he's also scored seven goals at the African Cup of Nations held in 1998. He was playing with the Bafana Bafana of South Africa. In terms of teams that have won the African Cup of Nations, let me give our audience a bit more perspective about it. In 1974, Egypt beat Ethiopia 4-0 to win it in 1957. In 1957. In 1959, Egypt again won the AFCON by beating Sudan 2-1. In 1962, Egypt lost 4-2 to Ethiopia. They lost 4-2 to Ethiopia. Ethiopia have won, and that is the only time Ethiopia have ever won the African Cup of Nations in 1962. In 1963, Ghana beat Sudan to win the African Cup of Nations 3-0. In 1965, Ghana beat Tunisia 3-2 to win the African Cup of Nations. In 1968, DR Congo beat Ghana 1-0 to win the African Cup of Nations. In 1970, Sudan beat Ghana 1-0 to win the African Cup of Nations. In 1972, Congo 
won it. 1974, DR Congo won it. 1976, Morocco won it. In 1978, Ghana won it. In 1980, Nigeria beat Algeria 3-0 to win it. In 1986, Egypt wins it. In 1988, Cameroon won the African Cup of Nations with African coaching legend Claude Leroy. Claude Leroy is one coach who has coached on the continent for a very long time. He's retired now. He's retired now. In 1990, Algeria wins the African Cup of Nations, beating Nigeria 1-0. In 1992, Cote d'Ivoire beat Ghana 11-10 on penalties to win it. In 1994, Nigeria beat Zambia 2-1 to win it. In 2000, Cameroon beat Nigeria 4-3 on penalties to win it. In 2002, Cameroon beat Mali 3-2 on penalties to win it. In 2004, Tunisia beat Morocco 2-1 to win it. In 2006, Egypt beat Nigeria 4-2 on penalties to win it. In 2008, Egypt beat Cameroon 1-0 to win it. In 2010, Egypt beat Ghana 1-0 to win it. In 2012, Zambia won the African Cup of Nations. In 2013, Nigeria beat Burkina Faso 1-0 to win it. In 2015, Ivory Coast beat Ghana 9-8 on penalties after a goalless draw in regulation time. To win it in 2017, Cameroon beat Egypt 2-1 to win it in 2019. Algeria beat Senegal 1-0 to win it. And today, Senegal, after a goalless draw in regulation time, have also won the African Cup of Nations and they beat Egypt 4-2 to win it. Let me give you a bit of preview. On today's game and then we'll come back to the studios to discuss in details Senegal and Egypt locked on at the finals of the 2021 African Cup of Nations at the Paul Bia Stadium on Sunday the Lions of Taranga who had never won the African Cup of Nations were playing in their second consecutive finals of the competition they were beaten by Riyad Mahrez led Algeria in 2019 and we'll be hoping to be third time lucky in Cameroon, which they have been very lucky. And remember, no team had ever and has ever played two finals of the African Cup of Nations and lost the third time. Never in the history of the African Cup of Nations. So indeed, like they say, don't stop trying, keep trying, and on the third time, you will be lucky. And today, Senegal have been lucky. Aliou Cissé's side have been convincing in the knockout stages, scoring eight goals in three games while conceding only twice. Egypt, however, have needed extra time in all three knockout games leading to the finals, including two penalty shootouts in the last 16 and the semifinals. The seven-time champions are playing in their fifth final of the last six editions. The African Cup of Nations final was one to watch as it had Liverpool teammates Sergio Mane and Mo Salah playing in a very exciting tie. However, the head-to-head record between the two teams, this is how it looks like. They've clashed or met 12 times and Egypt have won exactly half of them. While Senegal have lost on four occasions. However, their last encounter came during the qualifiers for the 2015 African Cup of Nations Championship with the Lions of Taranga winning both home and away. Let's take a special preview after which I'll give you highlights of that game and we'll discuss in details.
redemption beckons at the Olympic Stadium as the seven-time Afghan champions Egypt take on the top-ranked side on the continent of Senegal, both haunted by the ghost of having been unsuccessful in the last AFCON final they contested. For the Pharaohs of Egypt, they lost out to Cameroon in the AFCON 2017 final, while Senegal were beaten to the title by Algeria in the final of AFCON 2019 and will now contest their second successive AFCON final. And while this will certainly be a battle between two powerhouses of African football that each boast great pedigree, the most alluring component about this fixture is undoubtedly the tantalizing prospect of seeing two titans of African football who have enjoyed great success as teammates in Liverpool now take to the field as opponents in Yaoundé. They say that in order to be the best, you must beat the best. These two men have wowed and dazzled many across the world and have enjoyed great success in European football. Mohamed Salah, currently one of the best strikers in the world, will lead the Pharaohs as they face the Senegal side headlined by Sadio Mane, who, like Salah, is thought to be one of the best and most creative players across the globe. They've enjoyed great success as teammates and conquered Europe, but will now step out on opposite ends of the field this time around as they look to lead their sides to the summit of the African continent. While this encounter may be ignited by the Liverpool duo, there will be 22 men on the field, all driven by the same hunger for continental success. This is perhaps especially true on the side of the Lions of Teranga, who, despite being the top-ranked side on the continent and boasting some star quality, have never tasted AFCON glory. Coach Alisal Sise will be desperate to remove this proverbial monkey that has been sitting on his back since Senegal lost the AFCON 2002 final where he captained the Taranga Lions and again in the final of AFCON 2019 in Egypt where they lost to Algeria, this time with Sise as the coach of the side. And while Senegal will look to their coach for much-needed inspiration during the game, the Pharaohs of Egypt will sadly not have that luxury. Neither head coach Carlos Quiroz nor assistant coach Roger Dessart will be on the bench for the Pharaohs as they are both serving suspensions. With all of their knockout games having proceeded to extra time, the Pharaohs have now played 90 extra minutes of football as compared to Senegal, the equivalent of a full game more on the legs of the Pharaohs. Egypt have also had one day less to recover, having played their semi-finals a day after Senegal. It does seem rather absurd that a side that has won a title seven times could still be regarded as underdogs, but such has been the impressive form of Senegal. The Lions of Taranga have been dubbed the AFCON champions in waiting and look like firm favorites to win their maiden AFCON title. They have the star power, are the number one ranked side on the African continent and have roared the loudest in the AFCON 2021 jungle. But with one final test remaining, will the Pharaohs prove that their roar is perhaps far worse than they bite? Let's take the finals where Senegal and the moment they won their first ever Afcon trophy. Let's take excerpts of that game. Injured in November, playing for Watford against Manchester United in the Premier League. And the right back is suspended for the final. An accumulation of cards and his charts for Eman Ashok. And of course, uh, only play their semi final on Thursday. So there's a little bit of an advantage for the men in green. Senegal gets the Africa Cup of Nations final underway. Looking for Mane again now. This might be an opportunity. Is there a penalty? What's Victor Burns say? Mane brought down. Closing stage of their opening match in Buffalo Sum in Group B. A much bigger penalty now. And it is Senegal who missed the opportunity in a wonderful save from Abu Gabal again. Quality of opposition they faced. Nothing like that of Egypt. Yes, Salah. Salah with a shot, and they with a save. We've been waiting for that for a while, the Egyptian. Earlier on in the tournament, in terms of uh, right back roll, it's his chance because Kamal is injured. This is a good work from Darnagay, uh, gets the shot in. Good running, looking for the return pass. Chance for the man off with Jedro. Surely now. No. Abu Kamal. 
did, or will be one of those to go off. I'm sure the other might be. Maybe Spider Sars run out of steam. This might be an opportunity! Little touch in there as Mendes surprisingly was a little in. Exaggerated uh, fall to the floor that didn't fool at all the uh, referee Victor Gomez. 19 minutes of football up. The Cup of Nations final will continue with extra time. And it comes away with it. He's had a little bit of a break. That's a great pass for Goulet Dia. Dia on goal. Abu Gaval makes the save. Chance of the wrong way shot. Another save from Abu Gaval. Well, Victor Gomez says that's it. No need for any uh, stoppage time. Two hours of football, and we now need penalties to decide the African Cup of Nations title. Mane! Mane! Senegal! Our African champions! Sadio Mane delivers! The Lions of Taranga rule the continent! Yes, Mr. Kowa, that is the moment the Lions of Taranga ruled Africa. But prior to this game, Egypt had played three knockout games going into the extra time. Today was their fourth extra time in this tournament. That is, to put into context, two solid hours of football. You think the Egyptian sides were very tired coming into this final? I don't believe that um, that is a very major factor to consider in terms of how the final was being played because the Egyptians seemed to have a plan that had a lot of good game changes on the bench um, in terms of to play the extra, to go the extra mile. And this, and, and this didn't really have... It actually, for them, they had to... For me, I believe that they had to go on and take the game to the Senegalese. But instead... Even though they are good, um, they are good options from the bench, such as Zizou of Zamalek and Mahmoud Trezeguet from um, uh, Aston Villa, those people were supposed to take the game to the Senegalese, but they also had to play conservatively. And I mean, it was it looked like they were trying to be streetwise in this tournament, since they believed they didn't really have a correct or a proper attacking setup to be able to hurt teams as and when they could and the 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 credit to the Senegalese defenders they were solid today um Bounassar, Salih Sis, um Abdul Diallo and their captain um, Khalidou Koulibaly also made sure that they weren't able to actually impact the game like how they wanted to probably Salah had a few goals at Mendy but then in the in the in the grand scheme of things they weren't as clear enough for Salah to be able to make his mark. So I don't really believe that the issue of fatigue should be a reason why Egypt didn't it didn't win this Afghan tournament. Definitely. And talking of players who stood out today, one player who stood out for Egypt is goalkeeper Mohamed Abu Gabal Gabiski. He made eight saves. He saved six shots inside the box. Saved one penalty. One penalty shoot also was saved. He had one clean sheet and won one-on-one dwells. Today, in the earlier minute of the game, Sergio Mane won a penalty for Senegal. That moment, Mohamed Salah walked up to his teammate Gabiski to give him, to, in fact, to sell out his Liverpool teammate Sergio Mane. And that moment, Sergio Mane also sarcastically goes to join them and to tell Gabiski, I'm going to place the ball here. And boom, Gabiski saves it. What do you make of that moment? I believe um, that one too also shows a, um, a testament of Egypt's solid goalkeeping union as they probably steadied money over over um, the past few years for Senegal with the penalties he has taken. Because I think in 2019, I think 
my name is around two penalties, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, and um, Mr. Kowa, if you don't mind, hold your fire and let me give our audience a bit of background about Sergio Mane's penalty instincts in the history of the African Cup of Nations. He scored against Tunisia in 2017. He scored against Kenya in 2019. He missed again in that same game against Kenya, the 2019 African Cup of Nations. He missed. He missed also against Uganda in 2019 at the African Cup of Nations. Against Zimbabwe, this AFCON, he scored. And today, against Gabiski, in the, in the, in the, during the game, he missed that penalty. So he has taken six penalties in the history of the African Cup of Nations, scored three and missed three. Mr. Kua, you can continue. Okay, so with 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 this, you can tell that they with they had looked into money and how he would take penalties in case in case that there'll be a chance where money would have to impact the game from the penalty spot. So then in in that moment you can tell that also Salah Salah gave Salah gave um gave um Mohamed Abu Gabal some tips on probably how many places penalties at Liverpool. So I think that also helped. That also helped in that moment where Mane stepped up and took the penalty. For me, I think it was a good penalty in terms of the power and the power behind the ball, but probably the placement was a bit worrying because it was more in the middle than um, to to the... Um, it was more in the middle than either left or right. So then I think that was what helped Mohamed Abu Gabal of Egypt. And did you realize that Sergio Mane's winning kick still had the same direction? He played it to the left side of the goalkeeper. Yes, um, I believe that I believe that the the Senegalese saw the Senegalese probably realized that the Egyptians actually do their work very well in terms of researching on penalty kick takers and where they usually place their penalties um, over over um, over their footballing careers. So probably this i think i think it was it was most likely that um some of the players took an on on orthodox route in terms of taking their penalties because apart from the first two penalties that i think Mohamed Abu Gaba caught the caught the direction with the rest with the rest he was he was actually he was actually um thrown a bit um into other positions i think the number 15 of Senegal played he moved his penalty and Probably that 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 probably also shows that this penalty kick taker took the unorthodox route to actually shake up shake up the kind of plan Mohamed Abu Gabal initially had about the um, Senegalese penalty kick. And talking of penalties, Eduardo Mendy at Chelsea always gets substituted by Kappa when it's time for penalties. But this time, whilst playing for the Taranga Lions was one player that made the difference between Senegal and to Senegal winning the AFCON. What do you make of that moment? Eduardo Mendy made that crucial penalty save. Okay, so... During I the think, shootout. So I think that... Um, I think probably we all believe that um, Cissé would have had probably um, Alfred Gomez of Ren, Stad Ren coming in in place of Edward Mendy for the penalty shootout. Or... Um, the player Sunny Diang of QPR to come in place of the penalty shooters, but then they probably thought that they, they they actually probably thought it would be better to stick with Mendy this time, even though even though Chelsea have a, penal, a, a better penalty stopper than Edward Mendy. And if you listen to if you listen to the um, the post match interview, Mendy said. Mendy said he was hoping to catch at least one penalty going into this penalty shootout. And that was what he got in the end. He, he saved one penalty and one hit and one hit the post. So then you can you can tell that with 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 Alucis's plan, he felt like Egypt Egypt were too good of of penalty takers that he was hoping Mendy could save at least just one and probably unsettle the Egyptians in the penalty shootouts. Because they hadn't missed the penalty prior to this final. And talking of unsettling players, one player that unsettled Mohamed Salah today is PSG's Idrisu 
Ghana gay. He made five crucial tackles more than the entire Egypt team had. The entire Egypt team had four tackles in the first half. And Ghana gay also got six of his eight dwells very right. What do you make of him? For me today, he's one of my standout players who handled and controlled that engine room for the Stanga Lions. What do you make of that? Um, I think that it is it is normal with the kind with these kind of performances he he continues to deliver um on an on an international level where people can watch him extensively because if you follow the top five European leagues with players who 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 amass a lot of tackling tack and um, tackles plus interceptions, Idris Aganage probably stands out amongst the lots um al- alongside Ngolo Kante, Wilfred Ndiji, um, Aurelian Chouameni, and the other and, and the other midfielders in, in the top five leagues in Europe. So then, you know that whenever you have Ghana Gay, you you are you are most likely going to have him. You are going to, you are going to have him play against or play against the opposition's best dribbler, um, the difference maker on the ball, because that's when you know he's able to read a game and he's able to make crucial stops and. He he does he, he does his best because he's a relentless player and he never gives up to he actually gets the ball from the opposition. So for me, I believe that Idris Aganage, this was a really, really um a normal performance for him, but he decided to do it in this match and he did it to the best of his ability. And he did it to the best of his ability. One player and one personality who has been the most vilified personality in, in Dakar and in Senegal is Aliou Sisse. Today, he's too tall. He's proving that when an African is given an opportunity without interference to coach, they can deliver at the highest level. What do you make of his game management in this particular finals and throughout the tournament? Well, um, for me, I believe that, um, I think, I think as, as we spoke about um, Sen- the Senegalese situation throughout the tournament, where I was, I was, I was, I was um, hoping that the, the Senegalese people would give um, say more time because as we all saw, they had about five or six players crucially out with COVID in the beginning of the tournament, as well as their star winger, um, their star youngster um, of Watford, who plays for Watford, Ismail Asar, also just recovering from an injury that, that he had. He needed more time to actually get his head right and be able to deliver again for the Senegalese, as he always does. So then, the beginning of the tournament for the Senegalese was very difficult because they they had to they had to try different things. They had to play some people in different positions to actually steady the ship as they went on and on. And even when even when the their influential players came back from COVID, even in the game against Malawi, you could tell that the after effect of the COVID nineteen was still was still um, showing because. Uh, they were they were out hustled by the Malawians for me because the Malawians were very very determined to win every single um, 50-50 and they were actually pressing they were pressing um, the Senegalese as they tried to pass out from the back so then you could you you could you could see that um, a UCC's tournament didn't go as planned because of because of this COVID situation and also the injury of Ismail Assar. So then I believe um, it is it is more it is better for people to be objective, people to be patient because you know that without these influential players, the Senegalese wouldn't be able to play as well as you expect them to because if you don't have Khalidu Koulibaly in their team, um, if you don't have Nampalez Mendy, if you don't have uh, um, I think um I've, I've 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 forgotten, but then they had quite they had quite I think around six players, in, including Alfred Gomez. So then, like all these players actually came in, started playing from, started actually they 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 launched themselves into, I think a gear or two gears higher, in the knockout stages where they, 
where they started playing very very well from um um from the knockout stages where they they scored i think a lot of goals too as well so then you could you could see that it was a work in progress that the senegalese had to be very patient with and i and i and i and and i and i believe and i believe that they have also learned from their mistakes to not to pressure their 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 coach Ali Sisi because through patience through hard work and and through um, determination was what has given them this this afcon and you can see that he made decisions with that that required that you need to be a man you need to be a strong you need to be a strong personality to make them because as you know Edward Mendy isn't good at saving penalties but then he was was retained in the post and that also paid off so then you can see that even though that they had a slow start you can you can you can tell how well and and you, you can see the effect of how having a, an ex player who knows who knows his his national team inside out and you can you can you can see the results that they've reaped their first afcon win in three finals and that is something to be proud of for coach LUCC. And talking of something to be proud of, Egypt in 2009 banned local teams from signing foreign goalkeepers due to lack of Egyptian goalkeepers. During this AFCON, they, they used three out of the four local keepers. Egypt conceded only twice and they won two penalty shootouts. Their first choice goalkeeper, Mohamed El Shanawi, second goalkeeper, Gabiski, Ted, Mohamed Subi, and fourth, Mahmoud Gad. Shanawi helped Egypt during the group stage and got injured in the round of 16 game versus the Ivory Coast. Gabiski got subbed in the 88 minutes versus Ivory Coast, saved three penalties in the knockout stages. Eric Bailey's penalty, Eric Bailey's penalty, and two against Cameroon. Today, he saved Mane's penalty and one during the penalty shootout. Sobi was subbed in the 96th minute versus Morocco. Egypt's backup goalkeepers have been very exceptional. Just before I come back, to, I come to my main question. Egypt also in this particular team, they had 22 local players out of 28 and they were led by one of the biggest stars in the world, Mo Salah. Egypt have made it to the 10th AFCON finals and second finals in the last three editions. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of this Egypt team, given that 22 have come from the local, local, local Egyptian league and all four goalkeepers come from the Egyptian league? Egypt, do you think, have sent a strong signal to the rest of the world and coupled with their performance yesterday at the FIFA World Club Championship where Egypt's most successful team, Al-Ali, beat North American champions despite losing as many as 10 key players, six to the AFCON and four to injury. What do you make of the Egyptian league and the Egyptian team going forward and what is the future like for this Egyptian national team? It is it's, 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 it's quite obvious, as he said, um, Philip, because if you've, if you've noticed from 2006, Egypt have had um, a solid representation, a solid local representation in their national teams because you can see as far back as Waiye Ogoma, um, Esam El Hadari, Hosni Abu Rabu, uh, Mohamed Hassan, uh, Mohamed Abu Treka, um, Amri Zaki, who was um, at Zamalek before he moved to Wigan, um, and 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 all these boys, you can you can you can see that you can tell that their infrastructure there, their their infra, their infrastructure is way 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 great for the kind of football they play, and you can tell how good their leagues are as they perform with other African teams because if you've noticed the only teams. In the only teams in Africa that can match the Egyptian teams, Zamalek and Alali, are probably Tipi, Mazembe, who 
could try to do it for some period of time. Um, Farabat, White Dad, Casablanca, and you can and 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 I mean you you can you can see that they've had this period of dominance over a long time. So then you can tell that they really believe in their league because I think even got to a point. Mohamed Abu Trika, Egyptian legend, said that he was offered a lot of money to play in an European club, but then he continuously rejected it because he liked to play in Egypt. So then you can you can you can tell that you can tell that for them they they do believe that their football or their their league in Africa is the is the holy grail where where you where you come to get better and you play to improve your livelihood and they are not really bothered by it because even for one of their wingers in their team right now that's Ramadan Sobi. Ramadan Sobi was um he was a winger at 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 Stoke City for a while. And now he is back um at I think the pyramids of, of um of Egypt. So then you can you can you can tell that these players are willing they are willing to follow the Egyptian league, which they feel more comfortable at and, and even when they go to Africa they they actually play against Africa's best and they are able to beat them quite convincingly. Um South African star Percy Tau also left Brighton and Hove Albion to also play in the Egyptian league because he felt he felt quite comfortable playing there and he also had the option of of um, of of playing under his one of his lovely countrymen that's the coach of Alali Pizzo Mosimani. So then you can tell that you can tell that throughout the Egyptian football keeps dominating because now even Zamalek ended um Alali's run of winning the titles um, after um, Zamalek won the title last season with um, Abu Gabal in in post they had um, Zizo. They had um, Mohamed Zizo. That's one of one of Egyptians. That was one of the players who came off the bench for for Egypt. And they and their and their current forward man, Mustafa Mohamed, who now plays for Galatasaray, was playing straight for Zamalek for quite some time. So then you can tell that Egypt, Egypt, um, Egypt's success in terms of the African stage, in terms of the club worker stage, is not is not something that's um, very, it's not something that comes by luck, but it comes by hard work and it comes by um, the diligence use of money to pump into their teams, to invest into their teams quite well. Because even, because I think even if you listen to, I think Kotoko's head does Nanaya Amponsa also, he, 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 he says that for the, for the kind of structures in Ghanaian football, for Kotoko, they are operating on a little fraction of Alali's total um, um, footballing budget, so that you can see how powerful these teams are before you even try to play against them. And and there, there have been a few times where Alali have made the club walkout finals, and some and and you can see what they did against um, Monterey yesterday. So then you can we can we can all take we can all take um, pointers from it because they have. With with a with with a good footballing economy or ecosystem where where money is pumped and everything everything in terms of infrastructure and the team's operations are well run, you would you would have a high level of a high level of opposition, a high level of quality to to pick from, and I think it actually helps Egypt because this this ban on this ban on no um, international goalkeepers. And playing their trade in Egypt also helps because after Esam El Hadari and his exploits for Egypt and Al Ali, now you can see that El Shanawi took up the mantle very well. And Mohamed Abu Gaba, even though he is around the same age as El Shanawi, also stepped in and didn't look out of place at all. So then you can you can you, you we can all we can cite all these examples as a right testament to build in African football for any African country that wants to improve like Egypt and be able to pick from a large pool of talent um locally that'll be that'll that'll be able to that'll be that'll be able to actually um challenge against the best in Africa because even though we are saying all this the Egyptians actually left out a lot of good players too as well who are playing the club World Cup right now because even Afsha where even Afsha the player where people were arguing why Carlos Carlos didn't pick him he is he is he is playing. He is playing in the 
club world cup right now so then egypt for me are in uh, have have a very good pathway with the way that they develop their talent and i hope africans um, african countries would actually develop or devote their time to developing their football that way to make it more competitive for african football in the years to come definitely to make it more competitive for african football in the years to come it's been exciting it's been great coming your way with 28 days of competitive african football at the african cup of nations all the way in cameroon we came to you all the way from limbe from garua from Tuaola, from yaoundé and today we've come to the end of an exciting tournament it's been great it's been lovely until same time tomorrow and during the week where we'll come your way with a full postmortem of the tournament and the brightest spots the lowest spots and the most outstanding moments of the tournament keep well stay safe stay strong keep winning keep shining all day every day i'll leave you with the official theme song of the african cup of nations which says we stand for africa wherever you are no matter how the year is beginning for you whether it started on a good note or it started on a rough note keep standing tall and strong let's take this song at the same time tomorrow keep well stay safe Yeah.